So, I mean, ultimately we're talking, I should, yeah, ultimately we're talking about the fact that there are people out there in the world who are absolutely oblivious to their own awfulness. I should be moving into the mic here. We should, maybe we should crank this up. They're oblivious to their own awfulness and they, and they, and they, um, where, where it's a, it's a, it's, this is the behind the scenes version where it has getting cranking up. <laughs> this is why we desk. call it. Are we recording? Are we recording? Did we record this? <laughs> I'm totally unprepared. idea men women whomever for whatever purpose and yet some of them are vastly successful and we were talking before we kind of kicked in here about elon musk right yeah elon musk is awful he's high level awful he's extremely successful he's obviously very intelligent doesn't mean you're not awful and we were talking about what were you saying he he called the cave yeah, one of the divers for the, the was it in Thailand when the all the right. soccer team was stuck in a cave that was flooding and all these people came to the rescue and, and 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 Elon had come up with an idea for some little thing where you could put the kid in this like basically a casket and push him through the water. And one of the divers said it was a stupid idea, it would never work. And so Elon Musk called him a pedo. Like, like- ba- basically a pe- pedophile because he didn't like Elon's idea, and it has zero impact on Elon Musk in any way. Yeah, nothing. Like, I mean, most of us have called a pedo by, you know, or uh, doing something so outrageous, calling someone else a pedo for no reason, who is who is actually performing a heroic, yeah. life-threatening yeah. act would would have an impact on it. It's nothing, no repercussions, but, nothing. but the awfulness of the person is completely washed over because of the fact that they are who they are because they've 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 accomplished other things but but the the thing is is the very awfulness in many ways is the reason that people were gravitated to them that that sort of that sort of over the top confidence and people start to be convinced that they're what they're saying must be true must be right and then you end up being i okay Steve Jobs and Elon Musk are different people but Steve Jobs is well known to be a pretty brutal human being to work for sure and and i mean look at there's only one reason dogecoin has any value whatsoever and it's because of elon musk because of elon musk yeah right and then he does things like like pump things up by saying something about bitcoin or whatever and he doesn't get in trouble they they go well we're really mad at him for this but i was just mentioning how i could not believe the sec has not come down harder on him for the things for pumping up yeah. Bitcoin, yeah, it's like insane, you know. Well, and, Dogecoin. and Dogecoin, I mean, it, it went up tw- like I think twenty four thousand percent. Come on, because he gave credence to it. I mean, right. otherwise, I mean, literally, Dogecoin was created as a joke. Right, I heard this. That was sub- showing how ridiculous cryptocurrency was, but then he said something about it, and everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, Elon Musk." Like so, Dogecoin, we must he, buy it. Is he like how envious is is Donald Trump of this guy? Because he can well, actually. He, well, okay, there different sides of the. I say something. Well, and didn't it he try to bring him in as an advisor for Possibly. of some extent? But how did two people like with those personalities can't? It's it's like two right. opposing magnets, you know? Right. Someone might. One of them's going to take the spotlight off the other. Yeah. There's eventually going to be a crash. It's no. It's like you can't. You have to have a dominant. With those types of people, you can't have two of them for too long. Otherwise, no. one of them will like have the other one executed somehow <laughs> in some sort of like shameful fashion. One of them, like the Trump of the world, will become the um, the sort of the Mao Zedong or right. Stalin of them, and just like eventually go like, yeah, that guy's kind of. He seems like pretty. His usefulness has passed. His usefulness has passed. Let's get rid of him. Have you seen the death of Stalin? The film. No, I have not. Okay. See that movie because the film it's based on a play and it's, it's written like a play. Um, 
but what it is by the way if anyone's listening and we're hearing yelling it's uh, it's the kids outside playing there's a baseball, baseball. game it's going on it's a big baseball game going on over our shoulders so we're just going to live with it um it's this it's this fantastic film and I, I can't give you much about it except Steve Buscemi's in it there are several fantastic actors well known you'll you'll recognize most of them and and it's this moment where these all these russian it's it's set up like a play on a single stage kind of thing and where all of these Russian uh, military guys and like high level people have heard that Stalin is, I think he was, what was, how did Stalin die? He was, he's something, Stalin may be on his death, but he may have died. They don't know yet. And so they spend two hours trying to both prove their, in this room with each other, try to prove their loyalty to Stalin and manage their own sort of future without Stalin if he's if he's not <laughs> it's 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 brilliant it's genius I, I kind of feel like that's the re- Republican party right, right now it's exactly what it's I like. mean like yeah prove your fealty to Trump but at the same time position yourself so that when Trump is gone because he will be at some point huh? that you can be the next crazy you know yeah it, either be the next crazy person leader. or the next you know, sort of like, well, I only did it because of this person. Right. That's I had poli- to do it. That's the political tightrope, right? Yeah. yeah, because, I mean, you know, every politician is always thinking, how do I agree with this and yet explain why I agreed with it later? Either in for either reason. You know? It's interesting. I wonder how, how it will go. I mean, my thinking is Donald Trump will die. He's Be- got to die eventually, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and how old and is this I- guy? Wait, we are really loud out there. We're Sorry, gang. Being attacked. <laughs> He's uh he was wasn't he the oldest president to date? Yeah, up until Biden. Sleepy <laughs> Joe. Now our new sleepy Joe who's president. Doing, who's not very sleepy, is he? He's right. doing quite a lot. Um, he is seventy four years old. I mean I'm and they're thinking he's, and they're thinking he's gonna run when he's seventy eight. I just turned forty eight and I'm I'm wondering whether I want, I want to, like, I can't think, I mean, I can't think beyond tomorrow, like right. whether I can get it, like an exercise in or go for right. a swim. <laughs> it's a, uh, we're under uh attack here while we, while we play. Donald, Donald Trump. I mean, because I, I, there are signs and banners around here. Yeah. In town. Yeah. Well, not necessarily right in town, but in the area that say Trump 2024. And I'm thinking, yeah, he's not. He's not going to be president when he's almost eighty years old. I'm forty eight, and insane. I don't know that I'd vote for any. If I had the choice, I don't think I'd vote for anybody over like sixty. Because I'm like, I can't even get out of bed in mm. the morning. And, no, I and know. Not and feel like I can like manage my own day, much less a country. See, or, but that's why Donald Trump is our man. And because how can we, he is much, much better shape than you are, Mark. He is. It's the Big Macs. Mm. I, I, uh, and the KFC. I, I, I wonder. How come we never called him DJT? That's just my question. I'm going to throw this onto the table here. Well, that in it would his be next cool. career when he's a DJ, DJT. DJT. Yeah. That's right, with the yeah. gold, right. like, <laughs> like a clock around his neck. And he's up there. And a has, mega hat. He's mixing. Yeah. Right. Mixing like the few, like he's mixing um, Ted Nugent songs because <laughs> no one else will let him use his stuff. <laughs> he's like, I had a big library. I did. I did. But no one will let me use it. But so this this kind of leads right into something. So I kind of just went to my Twitter feed, basically the things I tweeted about, because that that's where obviously the things that caught my attention. Yeah, and one of them was basically how an obscure Texas security company helped convince Americans the 2020 election was stolen from Trump, and it's really a crazy story. It's in the Washington Post. Yeah. But they started down this road long before they came up with the idea that the election was stolen for, from Trump. So they sort of set the groundwork, if I'm getting this correctly, they set the groundwork for something to happen. They had been pestering Republican politicians. Really, it's this guy, wow. this guy uh-huh. who had done various sales jobs, and suddenly he's 
somehow a security, uh, you know, like, you know, a network security expert or something, <laughs> some kind of digital security yeah. expert when what he had done before was various sales jobs. That sounds perfect. Um, but that this is totally on, on point for where we are right now, right? Like you can be an expert in anything. You, uh-huh. can, you can, I know all about viruses and this is BS. We should, you know, this, um... This virus is nothing because I've studied it. And it's like, yeah, you've read some articles in Newsmax. I mean. Yeah, that's the definition of expert is a little too loose. It's in the, a little uh, loose, yeah. But we don't like experts anyway, so what the hell? Well, because they're intellectuals. Right. So uh, it was really interesting, though. They had been, he had been, he started this company and they'd been pushing these ideas that the elections were fraudulent. Yeah. yeah since like the midterms when they kind of got creamed in the in the house. Um, and, but nobody wanted to hear it. So they kind of ignored him until he got a hold of Donald Trump and Donald Trump was like, yeah, this is my man. This is my storyline. This is, and so on the one hand, I think these people are morons, right? They're idiots. But on the other hand, it's genius. Like he knew who was, he knew who the target was. Is it like... Is it the same kind of genius? You know, it's that market genius who sees the in the necessary, you know, fills the hole in the market before mm-hmm. and builds the floby or whatever the thing that like like I don't know, you know, right. something that vac- something super a stupid that and nobody it cuts needs. your hair. Yeah, exactly. And, and and any of the stuff that that we've seen a million times, where it's like, oh well, he realized that baseballs weren't stitched well, and so if he could mass produce the stitched baseball, <laughs> and, da, 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 and it's like, and now he's the richest person, and they all have his name. And and the thing is, is like, so um, you know, this guy and and even Donald Trump or or anybody in this in this uh, period of time, you only need to have a certain amount of time in in the spotlight in order to build your base that can make you a fortune Mm -hmm. i mean you don't you don't like it doesn't matter five years from i honestly don't think donald trump thinks he's gonna win in 2024 he doesn't think at all he just likes the power play and i guarantee he probably doesn't want to be president it's the iron grip and the attention because that's what narcissists care about right i mean it's there's a lot of value in attention right there's the attention economy so that was my my lead into that anyway how an obscure Texas security company helped Americans help convince Americans the 2020 election was stolen from Trump. Pretty interesting. Well, it's interesting too because this is the kind of guy who would have like faded into obscurity quickly. Yeah. Had, and maybe, and there were probably others, but he was the one. It's like anything in the world. You're the chosen one. It, the, 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 um, you know, sort of like the, the scepter has to land on someone's shoulder, right? And right. it's sort of like it's or a sword, I should say, has to land on someone's shoulder. You were going to be the one that's knighted. You're the one who in battle tried to run through the bullets and, and save someone and actually lived. Plenty did it. Right. But you lived and someone saw you do it. And so you're honored or you died, but you're, it's like, there's so many things that just sort of like land on you. And some of it's, a lot of it is at times luck and a lot of it is like positioning and, and nepotism, et cetera, et cetera. But sometimes it's just like, you're the one someone had, we had to choose one of them. It's amazing because when you look back through time, there's a lot of unheralded heroes, right? People who we discover like 20 years after they died, like, um, was it Robert? Um, Robert, uh, what was that? The um, the Brooklyn Hell Hell Fighters. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I Robert, mean, not. Uh, gosh, now I'm not gonna remember it. I'm not gonna, gonna remember have to look that it. Up. But you know, people who who really, really did do things that were amazing that never got the recognition at the time, and then idiots. Who get all the recognition? Yeah, and, and really didn't do anything. Well, and they often die having having received all the accolades, and then later someone goes, you know, that guy was kind of a jerk. Like, what he stole this, and we realized that. And and in and in actual fact, um, what difference does it make at that point? Because right. at that point, you're dead, and who cares? That people like to think that because we don't really understand the concept of death we like to think that we're going to like after the fact sort of be like watching it all 
from afar enjoying the accolades but in actual fact like who cares like once you're dead right wherever that's the finish line and who cares what happens after the name is henry johnson that's right. And, and we did a whole podcast on Henry Johnson. And it was in, a while in ago. Our other help is not on the way. But but it, it's true. It's like, um, you know, once you're dead, like really not, everything that comes later is of no consequence. So if you can harness something the way that Donald Trump does or, you know, whoever, you know, is that kind of figure of the time, like, you know, I mean... I'd rather be the person who did something good and helped humanity and saved while you were there. Yeah, yeah, while you were there, but than just the accolades. But if you just for want for... accolades and money, then you should just be Donald Trump. So this morning I was reading um, actually a, a screenwriting book, and in the book the writer talks about F. Scott Fitzgerald, who, after you know incredible success writing, but blew all his money because he was. F. Scott, F. Scott Fitzgerald. Um, he goes to Hollywood and decides he wants to become a screenwriter, and um, and he and he didn't do well. He couldn't write. He couldn't understand the concept of um, telling a story through pictures. But basically, he couldn't. And I don't mean this in any way to devalue screenwriters, because a great screenwriter is is an incredible writer. But um, a screenplay is is a, is 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 an entirely different type of writing than a novel. It's there's no description or there is description, but it's minimal description. It's you're really just trying to paint pictures with words. And so, and, and then with dialogue in between and what, what your comment earlier brings up is that F Scott Fitzgerald's last book was tender as the night. And like many people, the genius of it was not, re, you know, sort of like received at the time it was received sort of like sort of tepidly. And later it was, you know, sort of as people began to uh, study it and spend time with it, they realized, oh, my goodness, this is this is brilliant. Like this is this is this is the problem wasn't him. The problem was us. Right. We didn't get it. And so but he died thinking that his last book was. A relative failure, you know, and how common is that in our in, in our society that with, that it's not the artist who is the failure; it's our perception of the art because we're not ready yet. And then, and that and that happened. In te- it happens in technology too. But and then eventually, everyone kind of like comes around and goes like, "Oh, we, 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 our mistake. He was it was brilliant, but he's he or she is gone and." has no concept of that they died the pop oh, i mean mozart and they died the popper yeah it it happens all the time artists whatever who who you know society didn't respect or or validate them in any way whatsoever and then later on people are like well hey look at that guy yeah. he was a genius yeah they're all wailing at the wall you know they're all just wailing sort of like a you know in, in the streets because they realize after the fact that we lost one of the greatest artists that we, we missed it and we missed it and it's all on us. Right. It reminds me of um, when we were uh, Shelby and I were in Brussels back in, I think it was 2004. And we got this story about, I think his name is Jacob van Theonen. He was the architect of um, the Brussels town hall. Oh. And it's, you know, like Brussels, like Brussels. Belgium. Yeah. 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 I, and if you've ever been there, they oh, have yeah. a, a main square that's mm-hmm. just all cobblestones and is surrounded by this like over the top architecture. Mm-hmm. You know, as as the stuff was then, it had all those like there was flying buttresses and just really elaborate yeah things stone everywhere like uh, that sort of like gray stone yeah everywhere. i mean yeah. it's pretty gaudy but mm-hmm. it's cool it's super cool and so apparently he designed the town hall and nobody liked it he yeah. climbed to the top and threw himself off <gasps> to his really? death and that that was the story anyway i don't know if that's true i just looked him up but um now people are like look at this masterpiece yeah <laughs> right yeah <laughs> But he threw himself. He to threw his himself death. off. Right. Well, Van Gogh. I mean, yeah, cut Van his ear Gogh. off and lived, died, died in what? He's a pauper's grave, I think. And, and as I said, Mozart. Same. I think thing. there's a lot of there's a lot of movies. There's a lot of books. There's a lot of um, 
music that yeah. that people didn't appreciate at the time and then later on people are like wow this is so good yeah, what the hell were we thinking right why didn't we embrace this but i think you know sometimes it's that thing where it's i think it's that it's that bizarre that rare human being who comes along who jumps ahead 20 30 40 years and without anything in between it's like if you okay i'll equate it to this um there are certain radio stations in this country and i mistakenly one day kind of like insulted a program director of one of them in los (laughs) angeles when it was inadvertent it wasn't really intended it was just a little bit more my personality coming through a little too too brazenly um with the fact that they're this station that's sort of like we play everything Mm. But randomly. So they'll go from like Credence Clearwater Revival to Depeche Mode. And you're like, you know, it's kind of like the, the six degrees of separation thing of, or what is it, six degrees of Kevin Bacon kind right. of thing, whatever. <laughs> you really do need the steps. Yeah. Like you, it's not fair. It's not okay. In my opinion, everyone's got their own. It's not okay to go... And maybe I'm being the Luddite here, but it's not okay to go straight from Credence Clearwater. Not that there, not that there's not quality CCR music and, to Depeche Mode. Yeah, you're listening to you're listening to Neil Young, and you're like, right. hey, this is cool. I like what I'm listening to here. You go to Depeche Mode, you're like, well, you just it's like it's like a, you need it. You got a defibrillator shock to the chest. And and I like both CCR and Depeche Mode, but I could imagine there's a whole lot of people who like CCR that would just turn off the radio if they heard Depeche Mode come on, and vice versa. But if you got them there, yeah, it's sort of it's like if you brought them there. Sure, it's not you're not bringing anyone there. No, if you the, do that. You're just, just you're just leaping from 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 you know whatever toadstool to toadstool. Yeah. Right? And uh, or lily pad to lily pad, and and instead, if you bring them there, now what happens in so what these creatives have done? They're in, they're they're obviously so far beyond all of us. Is they've gone from Creedence Clearwater Revival to Depeche Mode. They've gone for, to Daft Punk, right? And they're and now you're like, oh my god, like they're like cubism, yeah. And but they skipped the step. That doesn't yeah. mean that the the. The problem is, and I say this even with this radio station or whatever, the problem is me, ultimately. I, I can't fill that gap. Right. Now. It's true, though. I mean, people do have, I mean, we know most human beings seem to be resistant to change, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of think that's the whole story of Trumpism. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't want other people other than me to have any relevance mm-hmm. in society. Conservatism I, in general is yeah, like stick with I, what you know. What what is this hip hop? I don't want hip hop. Yeah, I right, don't, right, right. Who are these hipsters? They're they're like wearing tight jeans and they're like, what roasting? What is wrong with Folgers? Yeah, there's nothing wrong. I, Folgers worked for me. It should work for everyone. For my else. grandfather, he That's worked right. in the woods. He cut down trees exactly. and he was a strong person. And right. my grandmother used to make it. Mm, and, yeah, exactly. Why would you want a, a, a macchiato? Right. <laughs> Car- caramel caramel what is macchiato. it in arrested development the newscaster says uh uh, uh no he says a uh oh gosh i'm gonna forget it yeah uh, the newscaster in arrested development says a joke about macchiatos or or a, no it's a, a cappuccino and you guess what it caught well you know he's like later we're gonna tell you about the new coffee craze it's called a cappuccino and guess what it costs <laughs> <laughs> I do remember being at Starbucks. You know, it was it was kind of new to Michigan at the time, and being in line behind a guy, and he's like, "I'll take one of those grandy, grandies, yeah, yeah. grandy, you know, cap cappuccino or whatever it was." And it was just like, <laughs> "How much?" At, at the one on the one hand, I would I just wanted to laugh, but on the other hand, I was like, "This guy's probably never been in a Starbucks before." Why this that, guy? Why did they call it a grande? Yeah, it's really. Can you kind of just like, call it an extra large? Large, yeah. Because Dunkin' Donuts calls it an extra large. Right. And you're not going to look like Dunkin' Donuts. You had to be fancy. Yeah, exactly. Starbuck. Because Starbuck was French. Yes. Star- yeah. That's good. What a vente. Starbuck is originally a French. French. I don't know how you pronounce it in French, but Starbuck's a French, an old it's French a- name. Well, French family, Star- the Starbucks. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so. I got another story. I don't know if you've heard of this one. Can I move on now? Yeah, let's, let's move on. 
I guess there there always could be. We more. should move on like this more often, right? Can I move on now? <laughs> We're abrupt. Oh have my you, god! Have you heard about the um, tiger in Houston, Texas? Is, is this the one that broke loose or something like that? What? It's no. like roaming a neighborhood. Really? Yes. And neighbors were in filming Houston. a tiger roaming around the neighborhood in Houston, Texas. How did it get out? So it turns out it was a pet. Of course. Why and not? Why wouldn't you? So why? in much of Texas, apparently, you can have a tiger as a pet. Wow. It's not illegal. But in in um, Houston, it is illegal. Yeah. But this is this is not what's interesting about the story i mean sure enough if i saw a tiger in the neighborhood i'd be like wtf call the cops 911 well there's a tiger in the neighborhood like we have bears we have mountain lions kevin mountain lions we we have bears but if i saw a tiger i'd freak out tigers are different tiger well mountain lion and tiger they're pretty scary but a tiger just because it's so exotic i don't want to see a mountain lion Mm -mm. i don't want to see a grizzly bear Mm -mm. the black bears i can deal with but a but a tiger it's like, whoa. That's a significant creature. So it turns out this was owned by a criminal no. who had not who had um not shown up for his, you know, bail hearing or something along those lines. So he is wanted by oh, the police. Oh, and guess and what his happened? tiger got away. But is, did his tiger get him? Is that why he didn't show no, up? No, no. Oh, that his, would have been the best yeah, story. Yeah, well, like, the tiger that ate would him. have actually been and he didn't maybe f- a little better. But he, so the tiger got out and was roaming around, and people were you know calling the cops and all this stuff. So he got caught. Yeah. Because his tiger got away. Excellent. And I thought, I'm not an expert of being on the lamb, mm-hmm. but my thinking is a tiger. Might be a bit too conspicuous if you're trying to evade the Keep authorities. Yourself. And also, it's not a small footprint. You can't like pivot quickly. You can't just sort of like your go bag doesn't involve a tire, tiger. You what, know what what, I mean? like, and tiger food. You need to jump on a plane. You got to get out of here. What do you do with a tiger? What do you do with a tiger? You let it lose in the neighborhood in yeah. Houston. That's what you do. I just, I, it was, it How came does up. How the tiger get loose though? Do you like, you're sort of like, oh, you know, I, I think it's like a dog, many. you know, you, you like left the clo- door ajar. You didn't let it, the, the shot collar, <laughs> it, you know, like it chewed, it somehow managed to like pull the shot collar off. Make sure to close the door behind you. The tiger might With get the out. The electronic fence. Yeah. The tiger <laughs> might get out. Don't let the tiger out. Why did you do You did it again. How many times do I have to tell you? I know you're eight, but eight is old enough to know how to close a door. The problem is the tiger could eat the neighbors. That's the and problem. And then we'd get caught. That's right. And you <laughs> and know you, I'm on the lamb. <laughs> right. I haven't gone to my arraignment. <laughs> what is wrong was, with you people? It, it was so absurd, though. Like, if you are trying to evade the authorities, like, what what pet do you want? Right. I mean, the only thing worse yeah. would be a lion. Right. Yeah. yeah. With or a like big an, mane. Like an ostrich. Yeah. yeah that, like, ostrich. like Yeah. Or something that's, that's just a even giraffe. more. That jumps over the fence <laughs> and runs all the time. My neighbor a, has a giraffe. I saw that and, guy um, you're looking for. He's chasing his ostrich down the road. Yeah. His giraffe down the road. Yeah. He's got an elephant. He's got an elephant. Yeah. What, what's the most, what's a more conspicuous thing? I'm going to get, let me see. I'm going to get like, I'm going to get a, a McLaren, <laughs> bright green McLaren. And I'm going to get, yeah. Our neighbor's been flying a helicopter in and out of his backyard with right circus animals. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's sort of like the concept of like the, the, the neighborhood drug dealer who doesn't think anyone notices that people keep pulling up to their house <laughs> for like six minutes at a time and driving away. All day long, and like it doesn't seem to be a thing. And that that was <laughs> that was always the thing I noticed in Detroit, because you know I I spent a lot of time in Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Photographed a lot of abandoned structures and stuff. And one of the things I noticed would was there would be these houses that looked abandoned. Uh-huh. They were the the paint's peeling off. The windows are broken. Maybe there's boards in the window, but there is a Mercedes. Yeah, right. A Cadillac right, right, Escalade. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, you know, I yeah. I don't know a Bentley yeah. and uh, a Porsche parked, yeah. and you're like, so the house is worth fifteen hundred dollars, yeah. and the cars are worth two and a half million dollars. <laughs> Something is not right here. Yeah, but wait, how have you ever noticed that whenever you see on TV? Oh my gosh, is that was that noise? 
I have no idea what's going on out <laughs> no, there. It's good. The kids are the kids are going crazy. Um, the the have you ever noticed that whenever they break up some drunk ring or something like that, and there is a camera in the house, it's an absolute disaster of a place to live. Yeah, it's almost never like, wow, look, they've really spent their drug money well, right? It's well, always like that's it. What, what did, did they see? spend their money on? I know. Like, like, what have you gained out of this? You're living in the exact same sort of conditions you'd be living in if you didn't sell drugs. But you just have piles of money everywhere. Yeah. And pi- drugs. Oh, you'll see it. Exactly. They'll be going through something and they'll be videotaping these these like, cellophane bricks of cash. And it's like, but nothing you're doing seems to be benefiting from this cash. Like nothing in your life. Like where is the Escobar moment? And I'm not even, I'm not even talking about having the tiger cage. And well, yeah. Cause Escobar had it. So this whole tiger yeah. thing is a thing. Right? It's a thing. Yeah. They had those things. Those, yeah. those big top people would have that stuff and it's all bravado mm-hmm. and machoism and whatever. But, but, um, but the people, even in the middle, and even the ones who were like, well, they had like, you know, it's like, where is your sort of like little like kit taste of the brass ring? I mean, you you live in squalor. I don't understand it. And, and Mark, if I ever become a drug king, yeah, I am going to be inconspicuous. I am yeah. going to be like driving a Ford Escort. Totally. And living in a little thing two bedroom but i'm gonna have a swiss ski chalet yeah yeah and i'm gonna have a place in hawaii you take the vacations right but see that's the thing i mean you know it's the gaudiness so it's so there doesn't seem to be much between well we're back to the sort of the genius thing you go from credence to depeche mode like well can how come in the drug world you you know just sort of like right bringing it full circle here full circle the drug world you can't, there's no middle ground where someone just lives in like an okay house. Yes, there's like $2 million in the wall, but at the same time, like I'm not going to be, like I'm just going to have like a decent running toilet and the right. kitchen's going to be clean, you know? That's all. That's and all when I'm asking my for. kid needs to go to college, I have the money. I got that. I maybe have a maybe have a maybe have a hot tub. I went, right. I went nuts. I got a hot tub. I got a pool, maybe, yeah. if I'm really doing well. And not but, in the McMansion yet because I'm not that guy, but like. But no, and no tiger. I don't have a tiger. What? Who needs a tiger? Why? Why? Why buy the tiger? I don't understand the tiger thing. Because you know what the thing about the tiger is, Kevin. The tiger is just like every other sort of like luxury item. You got to get the tiger guy who shovels out the tiger shell. You know, like cage. The <laughs> oh, guy's willing to like. You know, who's gonna go? Who's gonna go on the the meat runs to right. get all the things the tiger you, needs every day? And you must feed the tiger's meat by hand. Probably needs to eat. Right. 20 pounds of meat a day. It's degrading if you just throw the steak into the pen. You must carry it in and feed it to the tiger. Do you have any idea how many drug orders? And I mean, I got planes flying over the right. border. I got a catapult launching 40-pound <laughs> bales over the border. I don't have time to feed a tiger all day. I got a guy, a tiger guy. I'm boring you know, tunnels under walls. And, and my tiger guy, sick today. Labor. And the one before him lost his arm. Lost his arm. That one, I got to pay that guy right. off. Yeah, his fam- I got to owe that guy's family. For- like I give that guy's family ten grand. Or, or I just kill them all. Well, there's that. I mean, yeah, you could yeah. just do that. Just get rid of them. But that's another feed them type to the of tiger. Headache. You know, you got to get them in a barrel. You got to throw that the lime in. No, you just yeah. you just feed them to the tiger. Oh, yeah. Oh, efficiency expert. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's where you hire the efficiency expert. The efficiency I, expert comes in and says, "You know what you're doing wrong here, Escobar." You're not utilizing the people. You got to feed the tiger. That's right. But pigs are like that, right? Like pigs You're are right. really good apparently for like disposing of bodies. That's that's what I've heard. I'm, I mean, I, I, I think I've missed it. my calling, but I haven't actually done the pig dis- human you body disposal thing. Yeah, no. Yeah, we're supposed to research these things. It's a podcast, Kevin. Come on, we got to come prepared. <laughs> I did not come prepared. People are expecting a certain level of quality. You know, and they have to, they need to like, like be able to stake, you know, their, their beliefs on this, on what we're saying. That's right. 
So yes, people, we have researched this well. You can dispose of a body body with enough pigs easily. Now that everyone is listening to every word we say, we're going to start talking about the um, vaccinations, right? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. There's the microchips. The microchips, right? Yeah, they're there. Yeah, they're, they're there. there. Right? They're in there. I've noticed there's a lot of like black cars with guys with sunglasses driving by my Cruises house. Cruising by your place yeah. just to check on you. What's Kevin doing? Well, you know what? There's less, actually, because they don't need them anymore because you got vaccinated. Well, I mean, it used to be that the feds had to call Google yeah. and say, where's Kevin? <laughs> yeah. Now they don't need to call Google. So There's, They've cut out the middleman is what they've done. They're much more efficient. They're like, we don't need Google. We know where Kevin is. Exactly. There are there are a huge amount of people in this country, and, and I listened to um, a podcast today. I think it was... Um, Got, um, I think it was considered this, and they were talking to people. This great, this seemingly like this guy who was a doctor in the south somewhere, small town doctor. He had had COVID really bad, and he was he was he was he seems like a really he seems like a I'll put it this way he seems like a better person than me. He seems like the kind of person who really was patient with, cared about his community, the kind of like small town doctor that that we all think of probably existed you know in mayberry years ago and every every town had a doctor like this although every town didn't but this was it's a really caring small town doctor who cares about and and who wants to meet his 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 community where they are etc etc and he is trying to work towards people getting the covid vaccination and he's not trying to convince them he's just trying to get them there basically and while i'm listening to this i'm listening to this it's like this gentleman that's in the office it's recorded who is in his 70s and he's concerned about the microchip thing and the patience that this doctor has is incredible because all i want to do is grab the guy by the neck figuratively speaking right because i don't really want to grab him by the neck because the guy is actually genuinely concerned he really he's not an evil human being he just doesn't he's concerned right and say don't you realize that you have a, an ant, like a smart device in your house. You've got a smartphone. You've got a security system. You've got X, Y, Z. You've got a credit card. They don't need right. to microchip to you. And by the it. way, who the hell are you? Who cares where right. you're going? You're going to the feed store to get another bag of feed because you have, you know, your animals or whatever you've got in your house. You're watching reruns of Matlock at your house because you're you you're most certainly watching fox news they already knew that they do not need you right to to microchip you to tell them that um where along the line do you you're on facebook to see your grandchildren who are living in atlanta or whatever the heck they are where do you think they don't know how do you think they already (laughs) don't know everything about your day when you type in like um, you know, uh, ibuprofen or adult diapers or, you know, trips to Hawaii into your search engine. Haven't you noticed that Instagram, Facebook, everything else starts sell- putting right. posting advertisements for all of that stuff? They know where you are. They know what you're doing. They don't need to microchip you. <laughs> and Bill Gates can find all of that. And he doesn't want it, by the way. He's already so rich. He doesn't care. And that's why I always joke about it because I'm like, the tracking chip would show that I walked from the kitchen to the office. Yeah. And then I sat in the office for two hours. Then I went back to the kitchen. I stood right at the uh, tea kettle for six minutes while the water heated up. Then I walked back to the office. Right. Then I worked for another two hours. Then I went back, went to the refrigerator, got a, made a salad, sat at the counter but what Facebook will tell you is what you looked at in that refrigerator. That's right. Now, the fact that you actually moved from your couch to the refrigerator or even drove downtown and stopped at, you know, Ace Hardware or whatever the heck it is does nothing for them. No. Barely anything for them. What what it what but what they get from all of the other um services which are legitimate and you have welcomed into your home like a vampire who has to be invited into your house to suck your blood. They have, you've invited them in already. They're already there and they know the real stuff. They don't care if you walked from A to Z because that doesn't help them. Right. What does help them is knowing everything you touched, looked at, thought about in between. And that's the data they get from every source you've already invited into your house. Yep. I mean, it's it's kind of it, 
It's absurd. It's absurd. I, I mean, I, I don't even know what to say beyond that. Plus, that, I, I, I'm, I'm a nobody. What do you want from me? I'm, I mean, have, you can have it. That's the thing. Like they'd be like, "Well, Kevin walked between the house and the office like seventy-eight times last week." I mean, he went to the baseball field for an hour. Yeah, went to the ice rink. Your movements. Yeah. Where did Kevin go? That's not important. Because a, they know. Because you've got your smartphone on you. They already know. It's and, easy to tell. And and I mean. They're looking for specific people. They're looking for the moment that you left your smartphone and you wandered around the back of your house and you got in a car and you drove away Shh, and you went Mark, to the secret on, stash of weapons that you've, you've got. You've just blown my whole strategy. Damn it. They thought I put I put the phone on the dog and the dog went back and forth. <laughs> well, oh, this guy wait, sure does like to run. I don't have a dog. All right. <laughs> he just likes to run. You like to run. Yes, I like to run. It's actually Kevin who likes to run. It's, Kevin doesn't have a dog. How I, do you know that? Facebook told me. I pretend to be a dog. He's when I never, go ever Instacarted dog food. That's how I know he doesn't have a dog. <laughs> or even Googled like Amazon. Ticks. Amazon knows we do not have a dog. They know you don't have a dog. Right. They don't care where you actually physically are because they, truthfully, there's, so there's this whole thing. Do you know about this thing about, um, the concept have we talked about this before the concept that we actually have like every it's it's actually a little bit defeating it's i don't mean to do this to us right now so let's let's poke holes in it okay because it's let's bring it back up because there's this concept that nothing we do is actually free will we actually oh, have yeah, no free will there's no free will because everything we do you is somewhat preordained you didn't know that yeah well i I did, but I'm you were to you were required to come over here and do this podcast. It's true. I have no choice. Like right. like from the moment I was born, I was this moment was going to happen. You were like, I just really want to sit down and watch Netflix. But there and is have there a is a whiskey, free... and the next thing you knew, you were at my house. That's right. <laughs> but I want to challenge that because there is, but there may not be free will, but there is free willy and free willy too, from what I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Although I haven't seen, I don't know if that's true, or maybe it's coming out. I don't know. <laughs> free willy. <laughs> That's my response. There's no free will, but there is free willy. See, there's there's no possible way that you were required to say that. I said right? that to like totally that to tr- in an attempt to. It proves there is free will. There is free will. Nobody would ever say that otherwise. I could throw right? a dad joke in there. That no, yeah. may, oh my god, I just did a dad joke, but I'm a dad. Yeah, there is no free will. Damn it, I did it again. <laughs> you were required. I was required to make that terrible dad joke. Because my children have conditioned me to this. Uh, yeah, there, there's no doubt. And uh, I've been finding myself in that situation far too much lately. Shelby and I look at each other and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm going to go to another room now. Yeah. Well, I think about what I've just done, acting like my dad. Which you had no choice. Yeah, I had no choice, right. This is all happening. <laughs> I guess, there, but that, that that's the concept, right? There is no free will because everything, to some degree, you're marching toward you know, everything is somewhat decided for you, not in the sense that like someone scripted it for you, right. but based on the, based on sort of that choose your own adventure book from the old days, you know, the books you used to open up. So back there now, I think um, Black Mirror did a version of it um, with, with some technology a couple years back. I forget the title of the, is it Balderdash it was called or something like that. But yeah, the concept being there were these great little books that came out where you would read a page and then you'd get to a certain point in the book and it would you say, make a choice. do you want to go down the tunnel or do you want to climb up the ladder? Right. If you want to go down the tunnel, turn to page 86, the ladder is page 102 and you go there and that is your next choice. And ultimately what we're saying is that, you know, there's no, nobody really knows what's going to happen next, but what happens next is pre or predetermined because of the choices, type of person you are and the choices you make. And it, it, it's interesting because we've actually bought some modern choose your own adventure. They're still out there. Yeah. And we did some with Alexander and it was interesting because there's like maybe two possible outcomes in the book, but there's like 20, 30 choices you can make to get there. Yeah. 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 You get one or the other. Um, and, and that, that's an, an interesting concept where it's like, you know, We've, t- we've talked about this before, too, where um, a lot of really wealthy people who had a lot of luck in their lives, they were born to wealthy parents. They right. were born in the yeah. Western nation. They mm-hmm. um, 
they had good mentors, whatever it is. Um, they ended up being successful and, and, and not, that's not to discount the things that they brought to the table. But what it says is that it allows someone to look at someone who is not successful mm-hmm. and say, oh, well, they're lazy. They right. didn't try, yeah, whatever. Sure. But um, it's possible that no matter what, the person who, you know, in like, say, Gary, Indiana did, they, they were never going to get to the point where they wanted to be. Mm-hmm. That, right. And, and that, that, you know, um, Donald Trump Jr., no matter what he does from this point, other than potentially going to jail, which is probably not never going to happen either, is he's going to be successful. Right. Yeah. He, he can't not be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it's those high level. So, so, so to categorize it slightly, I think that if I were to be challenged, like if I had to put a face to it, I would say the high level people are going to be high level no matter what, unless something like derails and they get hit by a bus, they get caught in a bad situation. Um, the Escobars, the Steve Jobs, sorry, it's a comparison. It's not that they're not, right. they're both brilliant. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, you look at some horrifying human being. I'm not saying that, you know, certainly not the contribution to society is not equal, but the ability is equal. Elon Musk is not. How is he different than Pablo Escobar? He went, he took what he had, and he became this. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean that one of them is not nicer and more decent human being, even though Elon can be a bit of a lunatic, but he's not. Pablo Escobar. Yeah, you're not you're not smarter because you did something good than something bad. Like right. your intelligence really isn't, you know, dictated by or impacted by, you know, you can be an evil genius or a good genius, but you could still be a genius. Yeah. It's that sociopath sort of ethos that genius sociopath ethos, which we run into a lot, which you say, you know, um high level CEOs and politicians tend to be to some degree sociopaths because yeah. they're perfectly capable of of, of lack of empathy, which it does take in the world to, tr- not in every case, but in in large part, it can be very, it can be, it's an easier path to the top if you do not care about other people yeah, or your absolutely. threshold of caring about them is lower than right. others. Whereas if you are the Mother Teresa, you're probably never going to really have a lot of money and stuff because when you get five bucks you're going to give three of it away or whatever it is you know because that's just who you are right right? whereas if you get five bucks and you see the kid in the street who's hungry and you go well it's too bad but i'm keeping my five bucks he should have worked harder see if i can squeeze you know 50 cents out of that kid on the street then you're a sociopath and you're going to like be escobar you're going to be you know stalin any of these people who sort of like become grandiose through their and 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 if you and that's a sociopathy, but at the same time, there are also people who are extremely opportunistic and good at business. Again, if you took somebody who has achieved greatness through nefarious means, it doesn't mean if they were given more opportunity like a Donald Trump who was just a fool who kind of fell his way through it. Right. Um, they wouldn't have actually created something good with their lives. Then you take a Steve Jobs who came up through, you know, middle class circumstances and created something great. But I think that the point, and then you get the people who are all the way at the bottom of the spectrum who are just never going to succeed no matter what. They're just, but the but the gray area is, like all things, the gray area is the people in between. The kid who grows up in a bad neighborhood with poor family, you know, sort of support, et cetera, et cetera, well, you, you you can't expect a huge amount for that person. Occasionally, they rise up. It's great. But on the other hand, you get plenty of people who come from good families, and they have all the support, and they fail. And so it's, it's, it's the middle ground people who are the ones who I think suffer the most from all of this. Because if you were destined to be a sociopath who's going to rise to the top, or you're just a genius and you're going to rise to the top no matter what, or you're willing to fight hard enough, then you're going to get there. If you're going to fail no matter what, you're going to fail no matter what. It's the middle ground people that suffer the most if they don't have any support. Do you know, like, I wonder, talking about this, what Escobar's background was. I've never really read. I mean, was he, did he grow up poor? Was he like a middle class kid? Was he an upper class kid? 
I mean, my assumption would be that he was lower class and that he then did what he had to do to be the thing that he thought he needed to be, you know, but like, I think as a sociopath, if you're, you know, in Donald Trump's position, you don't have to do things that are so, so bad, right? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. But if you, you were to, right? a kid in the inner city and you're a sociopath, your options are different, right? Yeah. I mean, you're not you're not just going to go to your dad's wealthy friend's kids and be like, hey, guys, let's start a real estate company. You're going to go to the kids down the street and be like, hey, dude, do you want to sell some crack and make some money? Yeah. I mean, the the options are different. It's true. The, le- the like where you start your exploitation of others is at a, at a different. I, I mean, Escobar's outcome is different than other sociopaths. Yeah. Outcomes. Well, and he, uh, some reading here, he his father was a farmer, his mother was an elementary school teacher. You can't imagine they were not making a lot of money. They were, yeah. And he, you know, he obviously started like a lot of people. He started off sort of petty crime and this right. and that, and then found his way. But clearly, being yeah, I mean, he grew. He, you know, he did an internship as, you know, a pickpocket and moved up and moved to middle management where he, he was. He uh, started, um, he started, They it said right here, he started, I think, stealing gravestones, scrubbing off the name and reselling them. Wow. Which, I mean. I mean, he's, he's an entrepreneur. That's, truthfully. Yeah. I mean, think about it. You know, okay, so. Um, MC Hammer was making music and selling tapes out of the back of his car. Okay, it's not one for one, but he's hustling. Right. This guy's hustling. Mm-hmm. He's doing what he's got to do. He could be selling coconuts on the street. He could be selling pencils. He could be, you know, he could be doing that thing where, you know, he could be finding pencils in the garbage and shaving off the, you know, the, the tip and then reselling them as new. That's not that different. I'm sure you could go to Wall Street and find people doing the, the, the equivalent with financial instruments instead of gravestones. All day long. All day we, long. We took a whole bunch of, you know, um, bad mortgages and we scrubbed the information from them. We packaged them up into derivatives, chopped them up, and then we sold them to investors who yeah. didn't know what they were buying. It caused the Great Recession, but I made a billion but dollars. But I'm, I'm good. So, yeah. And so I'm cool with that. The yeah. uh, uh, El Chapo was born into a poor family, rural in Mexico. I and mean, I don't imagine, I, I, I suppose it happens because maybe the lifestyle has been glorified, but I don't imagine that like, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, what's, what's his name? He was the richest man in the world for a bit. Uh, Mexican. Slim, oh, the, 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 slim the yeah, the, um, the media icon kind of guy. guy. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was media. Yeah. But you know, like, I don't imagine his kids were like, Hey, you know what I would like? I would like a lifestyle where I run a drug cartel and maybe die in a hail of machine gun fire. But, um, I think if you grew up in, you know, lower class society and everything was a struggle and you see you know the you know these other you know wealthy people just walking around making gobs of money and you're like what is my option you know i recently read about so carlos slim is his name and i just want to point he's 81 uh i just want to point out that if you're going to be a billionaire you should your name should be carlos slim it's pretty darn I awesome. Know. What, what's what's he at now? I mean, he, he uh, no, he's, he's he's really 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 strong. It's like sixty eight billion. He's okay. really barely so he's, holding on at this point. It's just sixty eight billion. The amount of time hum, humans have been been in existence is like it's, a blip. Yeah, blip. That's what our income. It's funny, right? Because most Americans just want to like get to the point where maybe they have a million dollars they can retire with. Yeah, and and. Jeff Bezos apparently is worth $177 billion. And he ain't giving much away. No. He won't do the half. Do you, you know, he, he just he just had a boat built that's $500 million. A boat. A, a half a billion dollar boat. A half a billion dollar boat. When things go, like, say a subway line in a major city goes over by a couple hundred million, it's like... It's time to end Meals on Wheels. Kids right. can no longer yeah. go to school. Yeah. But he's but he's spending five hundred mm-hmm. million dollars for a boat. 
Gee whiz. I hope it's a nice boat. Yeah. I hope Jeff. Jeff. Let's. We can call him. He, we can call him Jeff, right? Yeah, Jeff. I think we should call him Jeff. I hope Jeff. Um, I hope Jeff's building himself a nice boat. You know. You Does know. It have I a mean, grand staircase. Is there a cinema? I. I don't. I don't, First I don't, run movies. I don't know what happens to you when you get to that wealth level. Well, because he's Lex Luthor, and yeah, you become. You're right because because if you peeled off one tenth of the cost of your boat, you could really help a significant amount of human beings. Imagine what he can do for his employees. Right. I wonder how they feel about the boat. I mean, he could buy them nicer bottles to pee in. Maybe the plan is that they all go out on the boat. Maybe this is. The ark, right? Is he building an ark? Is he says he? I mean, he's brilliant. Has he's going to he put one coming? of every product from Amazon on the boat and save it. He's going to get two of every employee. Oh, two of every. I'm sorry. I thought I was thinking products. No, you're right. Two of every. <laughs> he's going to get two of every like hair curler. Two, 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 of, two um, Android uh, G7 plastic cases in black yeah two he's, in gray yeah, yeah he's gonna have two, two of every basketball two of every like you know i don't know this is fantastic he's gonna do this he's gonna march them all onto the ark and they're gonna and they're and they're just gonna wait out the flood right and then he's gonna then they're all gonna load out and then the, and then the, the very few people who have survived the flood will be able to buy his stuff you know what's amazing is like think about Jeff Bezos. At some point, he was just a regular, normal human being, right? Yeah. And now he's like, I need a half a billion dollar boat. Do you understand? So, so there's this, there's a, there's a. I think Frontline did a piece, and they go back and they pull some old footage of him, like early, early days, eighteen employees kind of days. You know what I mean? With like Amazon spray painted on the wall and bad spray painting, and he's, and he's dressed up as though you know he's dressed like with a with a button-up shirt and all this stuff walking around the office not casual friday kind of guy more of well sort of like you know just sort of like like casual dressed up guy look and he's a super dork and and he i think he's a super dork and no matter how you know if you ever seen him he wears a vest and he's got his arms really pumped up and he's like because he he obviously works out because you know i mean if you're gonna have a boat you got to work out and well at a certain threshold, you guys start working out. And um, I thought you had people for. I mean, not everybody had like 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 if you got like a if you got like sort of like a like a Florida Everglades like you know one of those fan boats, you don't have to work out. All oh, right, but you got like a boat. You got a, you like a that kind of boat. You got to you go to Monaco. You got to have a threshold, uh, a, a workout regimen. Anyway, the point is that he's he he's now become this sleek looking. Um, he really truly does look like a master criminal, right? And, and yeah. the, 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 the oh picture yeah, of one. like uh, what what was the criminal from from Superman? He looks. Like oh yeah, a, he's Lex Luthor. Yeah, Lex. Luthor. Oh, I call him Lex Luthor all the time. But the the, the thing about him is that he, no matter what he does, and by the way, I like I'm I'll bag on him all day, but he's there's good that he's yeah, accomplished. There's sure. things that happen that like you know. Now that Amazon has destroyed the environment, he's dedicating like $50 billion to trying to save the environment. Yeah. And I can talk to my house like a lunatic and make it play music, which is cool, Uh, which is the only thing I use my Amazon products for, I think. But he is still that little dorky dude stuffed in that vest with the big muscles now. No matter what he does, he's still the dorky dude. And it, it's never it's it's chasing him, and I'm sure he's running away from it. I think this is all just running away from his dorkiness. I mean, next year if he buys a seven hundred fifty billion dollar or seven hundred fifty million dollar three quarter of a billion dollar boat, maybe he can outrun it. Yeah, that's faster boat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like Spinal Tap, but it's two hundred fifty billion dollars million dollars faster. That's right. It goes to it mine goes to eleven. <laughs> Isn't that just the same as if 10 was louder? But, but this one goes to 11. <laughs> Nigel Huffnell, I yeah. think it is from... Is it Nigel? <laughs> it's Christopher it's probably the from... best part of Spinal Tap. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, except for the thing, well, no, there's a lot of best parts of Spinal Tap, though. That's a hard one, because there's a lot of best yeah, parts of true. that movie. Where they getting, get lost, getting in, lost in the tunnel. Hello, Cleveland! <laughs> Which way was... And, and of course, um, Stonehenge. Stonehenge is unbelievable. 
Yeah, you can't beat Stonehenge. But but the quote of quotes is this one goes, yeah, but this, this one, one goes, goes to 11. 11. Everyone knows that. It's the best. <laughs> yeah, you could pretty much tell like a, like a newborn child that and then go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Well, that is a really funny, funny scene. <laughs> I think Alexander's never even seen Spinal Tap, but he knows this one goes to 11. It's almost, <laughs> yeah, it's almost just built into your, it's like, it's sort of like how when a certain animals are born and they immediately instinctively know right, yeah. how to do things like a like a like a horse Bird how gets to stand. shoved out of the nest at like three days old and learn flies. how to fly yeah. yeah find water find food find its mother's breath any of that stuff yeah. like it's pretty much the mother's breast of human existence is knowing what <laughs> this it, one this goes, one goes to, to 11. 11 means how to find that in the dark <laughs> I I gotta go eat some pizza, Kevin. I know, I know. I think we I think we gotta end. The kids are probably destroying something right now. And um, I mean, uh, we we did record most of the time. Are we recording? We never ever said this I'm, is Kevin Bauman over there, and I'm Mark Dustin. Yeah, and um, we were recording, and then we weren't, and we started again. Yeah, uh, with well, our, this is a little too often. We're te- gonna fix that problem. Technical snafu, but I'm, we're gonna get our best people on it. And we are going to get back to our other podcast if help is not on the way. So check that one out too.